When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook, and use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Tuesday. I'm Stuckmark, Cody Del Mendo, Ryan Herrera. The crew's all here. We're going to talk some baseball, Cubs, just like we do every day, Monday through Friday, 120s. We're always here. Uh, Even in the offseason. You know, I, we, we have a lot to talk about. We have trade uh, suggestions that were sent to Ryan. We have rumors of guys uh, not being tendered. We have rumors about guys that will be offered big deals from other teams. Uh, we have grades to hand out for two of the Cubs yep. as we continue our report cards. But a little time off the top for the Bears. Uh, I see the CHGO representation, the Bears rep. Uh, How much did you enjoy (laughs) watching the Bears put in their best game in a long time? It was awesome. And that's all I got to say. It, it felt was, rare, it was, it right? Was awesome. It was just like, what happened? This is right away. Yep. Cause, because you came in thinking, like, Bill Belichick will always figure out how to stop the best point of attack for any other team. That's, that's what Bill Belichick yeah. does. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, all oh, the Bears, you know, they can't throw the ball. Justin Fields is really good at scrambling. Belichick's going to stop him from doing that, you know. And all of a sudden, you know, what, what Fields ended up having, like, 80-something rushing yards. like And he, he was, rusher, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a game that – the Bears, I mean, outside of, like, when, when, when Bailey Zappi came in and it kind of felt like it went from 100 to zero. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then the Bears came back. But outside of those two possessions, the Bears basically dominated this game. And that, it wasn't what anyone was expecting. I think they were, like, an eight-and-a-half-point underdog or something like that. Like, it was it was just a, a, a great game to watch. And they didn't embarrass us on, on national television. Like, that that that's really all you can ask <laughs> yeah. for. And they yeah. did they, they, they It was a great day for them. Chicago sports last it was, night. It was the classic. Kevin Malone video that I tweet after every Cubs win. <laughs> it's just nice to win one. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Savor the flavor because you know, you know that the Chicago Bears will bring you they will they will take you on the highs and there's very few of them. But when but when you're high figuratively and literally I, I knew <laughs> when you were high like that, they will drag you back <laughs> down to the depths of misery which is what they have done my entire life. So uh, celebrate it. Happy Victory Tuesday to all of us here at the CHGO Studios. Um, it's just nice to win one. Now, I would love to change my tone 
moving forward. So go beat the Cowboys or at least cover nine and a half. Hey, the best part? <laughs> there you go. Me winning five hundo on DraftKings last night. Oh, what? you didn't even tell us that. Hold on. Don't Hold let the facts on. get in the way of a okay. good story. <laughs> okay. All right. Told no, okay. but I thought about it. <laughs> he thought I thought about, about it. it. But then I thought it. then I thought to myself, no, we got another box of diapers coming to the house. Let's hold off on that. Would have been week. great. It would have been the bet to make. If you had signed up on DraftKings using code CHGO last night and used those $200 in free bets on the Bears and the Bulls on a money line parlay, holy sh- holy shit. Like <laughs> what a what that's Colada says oh. enough Bears talk. Back to Ricketts. <laughs> that would have been He's here. All right. I tell you what, He's one thing I'm going to the final thing I'll say on the Bears and I uh, because I'm Uncle Buzzkill just keep in mind they had 11 days to prepare for a team that is probably mediocre or worse. Right? They're 3 and 4 now too. I know it was Belichick, so that's why I gave it a little they little soft too, but like wins the last couple weeks. It was a nice win. They played well. They had 11 days against another team that has no quarterback and isn't it very good. I hope that's not too much of a buzz don't, kill. But don't get kill all, our vibe. Yeah, Stucky. you're killing the vibe. You're right. You're all right. Let's, all right. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to be a realist. Like, I heard sports radio coming in. I was like, all right, everybody settle down. Like, all right. Well, uh, franchise we'll changing my, moment. My last like, thing I don't is, know. Let's wait. My last thing is if the Bears did, in fact, go on to lose by nine or more points last night and look, get embarrassed on prime time for the 10th straight time, then we'd all be saying That's that. True. All the things that we've been saying yes. over the last couple of weeks. So like, it's I, just nice I, to win one. Yeah, it's just That's nice right. to win one. All right, I'm gonna, all right, I'm, I'm gonna take it all back. Man, I'm taking it all back. Everybody's calling me the vibe killer. Ne- now. Never, never apologize for a W. Yes. Never apologize yes. for winning. All right, absolutely not. Let's get to the baseball. I've seen some interesting reports out there. Uh, one of them suggesting the Dodgers are going to go all in on Aaron Judge. By what would a bidding war between the Dodgers and Yankees look like for Aaron Judge? And what if the Mets decide to? Dabble yeah. in there. More importantly, Where's let's this say, report out of. I don't remember. Oh, to be honest okay. with you, I, I, I just, the facts getting away. Just someone story. saying, yeah, ju- ju- <laughs> they're going after Judge, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> if if they go in on, all in on Judge, the Dodgers, and they, you know, like nothing surprises me about the Dodgers no. anymore. Yeah. Um, but they do not have, and despite what it looks like, they don't have an endless amount of cash, right? Does that mean that Turner is definitely hitting the market? Maybe. Like, if they're going after Judge, they can't afford to be throwing that kind of money at Trey Turner, too, yeah. especially with Mookie Betts on the team. And what it mean Betts is moving and positions. And Freddie Freeman on that and, team. And, and Freddie Freeman. And what does it mean for Cody Bellinger? Right. It's a good and question. And so those are yeah, two yeah. guys that, two. like, two guys. In, first of all, I'm, I'm one to say I'm, I'm all in on Aaron Judge, but I don't know if realistically they will outbid the Yankees and Dodgers if that's what it comes to. But, hey, a lot of people out of New York, Feel like the Cubs are at least part of the conversation, and frankly, they should be. They are. They should be. Like they, they be. need Aaron Judge more than those other yeah, two teams need Aaron sure. Judge. I, I just always get the feeling that it's like they're a, even if they're a contender because I, I have seen that. It always feels like a distant contender. Like there's going to be like the Yankees and now apparently it's the Dodgers. It's not like a White Sox nice contender where they where they underbid you by like sixty yeah, million dollars. Yeah, like we were in on it. Yeah, right. it's like a dist. It, it like. I if think there's it, any chatter about the Cubs and, and Aaron Judd, it's like distant. Like, it would be a, a very big surprise if that actually came. It would definitely be very surprising because Aaron Judge is going to be 31 next year. He's been in the playoffs like every year of his career, and I mean, 
why why leave that ballpark that he has really like it's really benefited him not to take anything away from his town but why would he do that to even honestly I don't know why he'd want to go to San Francisco is he would have a significant drop in home runs in my opinion and maybe you know Dodgers I mean whatever like that's fine like that makes a lot of sense but at least that the Dodgers and or Los Angeles and the Cubs at least I don't think that would really affect his numbers as far as ballpark wise you know what I mean so uh, I'm not getting up for it. MLB.com. Hmm, MLB. MLB. Talking That's about Judge to Dodgers rumors. Okay. Bet's moving to that second base. Like that sounds like a good source. Moving to second ba- would move to second base. What does it mean? Yeah, yeah. So huh. it's not um, Sports Illustrated has something about it, too. Like, it's not. Did you say Bets would move to second base? Yeah. They'd move crazy. a gold glove outfielder to the infield? I, I, listen, this is just what I'm reading. Mm. I, you know, I, <laughs> he's not I, putting it together. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking. What the first thing that came to my head was when I saw Judge to be pursued by the Dodgers was number one. Dang, why aren't the Cubs in this conversation like everybody else? Like, don't tell me it's a pipe dream if other teams are thinking the same thing. Like, they can outbid the Do- the, the Yankees, but if you can't and you're not going to, then what? What's What's plan B off that? Like, I want Judge to be plan A, but what's Feinstein, plan B? Is Feinstein it? wrote, sorry to cut you off. Feinstein yeah, no, right. wrote, like a, wrote like a, here's five possible landing spots for Judge, also on MLB.com. And he, has, and he says sources say, right, that they're, in, they're going heavy on him. Yeah, like do, it has the Yankees, Dodgers, Giants, and Mets. Um, okay. And Red Sox. So no, as, Cubs. As a, so, no Cubs. No, he's not mentioning <laughs> Cubs, but I'm saying, okay, so if Judge goes to one of those teams, specifically the Dodgers, who does that free up? Who are they not paying? Yeah. Like, certainly they wouldn't be tendering an offer to Cody Bellinger. Right. So how does Cody Bellinger look in a Cubs uniform next year? I love the idea of it based off the defense yeah. and the high ceiling, low ceiling. floor poss- uh, look outlook with it. One year – one year left, so you're not even like investing multiple years. He hasn't played well enough to even earn a multi-year extension from anyone. Um, and yeah, if they go after Judge, like I understand the Dodgers have endless amounts of resources and money, and they've shown that they've been way over the luxury tax for multiple years now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like I just I I would not be surprised if they non-tendered him. I I would like eight like MLB trade rumors projects. Uh, projected Bellinger to make eighteen point one million next year, and he's been a two point three WAR player total since twenty nineteen ended. That's three bad seasons. I mean, forty one homers total the last three years. This guy was a seven WAR player in twenty nineteen. Like he, he is, yep. he's down bad. He is down bad right now. Reclamation project, and, and, exactly. And like as of that's now, what the, it hasn't uh, been like uh, anomalous the last three. Yeah, years. yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a small sample size, yeah. right? Like, it's crazy how bad him and Christian Yelich have been and they were like MVP caliber players in 2019 right Mm -hmm. but like even Christian Yelich has been better than him at least Christian Yelich is still getting on base like Bellinger ain't doing shit like he's like he got removed in the playoff game against against uh, San Diego like like that's how bad it's gotten like he he's definitely got some issues and if I wouldn't mind the Cubs you know, got to pay him that eighteen million if they if they not if the Dodgers non tendered him and the Cubs picked him up as a reclamation project, but like only only if they still went and signed one of the top shortstops or top mm-hmm. bats on the market. Yes, 
it at least two big, of them. He can't no, no, be no. your big offense. He can't be the big. The, you can't be the big offseason thing. He would be a great like third or fourth addition uh, to whatever Jed is doing this offseason. I think. Yeah, when I look at it, and it's like I, I think we have talked about in the past, just the all outfield depth that the Cubs have in the minor leagues. So if, if Cody Bellinger is someone they want to like go and try to get, it shouldn't be a long term deal. Right, I, it, it should be one, maybe two, with an opt out or something. Like it, it can't be a long term deal. Um, and I will say he kind of fits. Uh, we, we again, we've talked about um, the need for you know a, a glove first outfielder, mm-hmm. and we know that Cody Bellinger is, a, is an above average defender. It's um, the one thing that he's still doing. Yeah, that's that he's what still I'm doing. He's not you know people are talking about the outfield depth the Cubs have, but like. Well, you could put him at first base. You could put him at first base as well. That, that that's true. Uh, I'm I'm not saying like Andy's left-handed, and they need left-handed bats. Yeah, and I'm not saying you can't go get him because of all this depth. Because again, they're minor leaguers; they haven't right. proven anything at the major league level. Um, but it also can be like a guy where you're like, okay, this guy's gonna be part of our future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna sign him, and then the rest, you know, whatever a playoff. Like it's he feels more like a guy like a, when we talk about Jose Abreu, like he's a guy maybe a couple year contract as a guy that can still play well, hopefully, but will not ultimately plug up that hole at first base or wherever it is. Cody Bellinger would kind of feel the same way as me, but he does fit a little bit more of the billing of what the Cubs are looking to get this offseason. I'll say this. I'll say this. If if PCA was undoubtedly ready to come up opening day next year, then, then you, then I could, then I could understand that like what the chat's saying about the upcoming outfielders. And this isn't like a slap at Brennan Davis, but like he, I mean, he's not playing in the Arizona Fall League right now. Like, I don't want to say he's injury prone, but like the back injury, like there's a lot of questions with him. PCA is coming off his best year as a professional and all this, but like he's not going to be ready on opening day, right? We might not, we probably won't even see him until September next year. Probably. Yeah. Most likely. If if anything, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him at all. He would have to have another insane mm-hmm. minor league season like he did this year. Like he's the only one that I'd be like, you don't want to block that guy from or take a bats or anything away because he's shown at minor league level that he can hit and that he can play defense. Like that, like that, he's the one that I would be like, all right, like we don't have to do this. This isn't like a thing that we need to do. And even even taking that out of the equation, I just don't think it's something that the Cubs have to do. But they're in a position where it makes sense to do. Yeah, and I mean, I just think it's very yeah. much like a Abreu. It allows you flexibility. Like, if you believe Mervis is ready to come up and get a shot because of his incredible growth and the way he's grown as a hitter, yeah, cool. Yeah. But this lets him ease into the major leagues. Like, he doesn't have to play every day. He doesn't have – you can set the matchups just right for him so he kind of eases in hitting-wise into the big leagues. He's got someone to watch it. And follow as well. Either either one of those guys works for me. I'm cool with it. Bellinger, you have a you have a high ceiling there. It, yeah. Maybe a, maybe he's one of those guys that needs just a change of scenery and mm-hmm. boom, sparking. All of a sudden, you're getting a, a deal, eighteen million for one year. Yeah. And now that I like you know kind of think about it a little bit more too, it's like if if for whatever reason again the the bat just doesn't play and he's he's a good defender but the bat just not playing and then. Some of these guys come up next year and, and deserve playing time. I mean, if he's like your fourth or fifth outfielder, that means yes, yeah, that's that's probably a better option than if like you know Michael Hermosillo is gone already. But like yeah. they're gonna need they're gonna need at least like five outfielders on the roster, like mm-hmm. guys that could play capable outfield on the roster. I know there's guys that you know Morrell plays like 
six positions. <laughs> he's one guy. Yeah. Um, but he's a lefty. Uh, you're a left-handed hitter. He plays multiple outfield positions, also plays first. Um, this, you know, could it mean that, like, you know, they part ways with Rafael Ortega. Um, but it's just, like, if, if if it ends up being where he's, like, your fourth, your fifth outfielder, his bat's not playing, but you, you're late in the game and you need solid defense, you could throw him out there. That's that's not a, that's not a bad. It doesn't seem like a bad thing or a worst case scenario to me in a, in a situation like yeah. that because that He's does Hayward who could play first base at worst case and scenario and it, and it yeah. does still allow you the flexibility where if a guy like you know Canario is, is ready to be, be up or Brennan Davis is, is tearing up Triple A and he's coming up or for whatever reason Pico Armstrong just absolutely destroys the minor league and it's like okay it's August let you know let's bring him up right mm-hmm. then it, but I don't think Cody Bellinger blocks that either. Right. No, it, it's, he only the blocks only, it if he's got like a six-year deal or something. Yeah, crazy. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Which the is only, not something that, no, that could. The that, only way that no. I could actually see PCA on the Cubs next year is if the Cubs are actually competing and they are, you know, an outfielder or something away from really maybe taking a step in, into being in that wild card race or something like that. That would be the, it would be like very similar to like how they brought up Kyle Schwarber. Like that's the only way that I could see them calling up uh, PCA earlier than what we expect. Yeah. Uh, right now, I can't say that they're going to do that because the offseason hasn't really technically began. Got to see how this roster plays out and see what they do and add in terms of outfield depth. Obviously, they got a lot of depth in terms of what they already have in the outfield and on the farm. But I also you you just if you're the Cubs, you just cannot go into next year banking on Brennan Davis or any of these other outfield prospects they have as someone who can just step in and, you know, save you if you if an injury happens or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I have a lot of belief in Brennan Davis. He was great two years ago in, in the minor leagues, and last year is not technically really his fault for what happened, but, like, it, there there's question there. It's not something that I feel comfortable with saying, okay, Brennan Davis, opening day, center field, like, I'm going to feel comfortable with it. I'll, I, I would love to see him on that opening day roster if he does have – an insane spring or something like that, but you also have to have a backup plan. Yeah. And like, that's the big thing. And like Rafael Ortega ain't going to be that guy. No. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, like you got, I, I would, I would even say Bellinger is a better backup plan than anyone that the Cubs have to play center field right now. Oh, for sure. And like, that's, and that, I mean, and that's a better how, first base for sure. Backup plan but than like anybody the, they have. The point is, is like that, like that's how bad Bellinger has kind of been though. Like, like I said, two point three F four over the last three years combined. <laughs> like it's, I hear you, I it's, hear you. It's not great. So like, with all that said, with how bad it's been with the bat, like he's still a better option than what the Cubs currently have it, outside of prospects. But again, like I think he'd be a great platoon with a guy like Brennan Davis. And if Brennan Davis starts the year hot, then you 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 got a solid fourth outfielder or someone that you can plug and play somewhere else. I'm sure you could play corner outfield if you, if you absolutely needed him to as well on top of first base. Like I, I feel like he would be a, a great, like, like I said, high ceiling, low floor or low. How, what's what is it? Uh, low floor, high ceiling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's definitely a high ceiling because the guy's an M, former yeah, MVP, MVP, but yeah. like three great years. And yeah. his first three years are awesome. His yeah. sample size of being great is just as big as his sample size of not being great. Yeah. So maybe he's that somewhere in between guy. He's worth taking a gamble on for sure. And the other part of it for me is if they are in on judge again, judge for me, plan a, <laughs> Bellinger is uh, as long as he's not your one or two move. 
Yeah. And, I, and that doesn't mean offense play. If, if they went and got um, Rodon and Correa and Bellinger, you got yourself an offseason. I even, don't care what you look at Bellinger as. Even, Obre- even Abreu, possibly. Yeah. yeah, even Abreu, right. And so then the third option in there of that piece is the whole thing with Turner. I don't see how they'd afford Turner either. So if you're not getting Judge, at least he could be potentially, if he goes to the Dodgers, he could be freeing up one of those other guys because yeah. we weren't sure what they would do about Turner. We're not sure what's going to happen with Bogarts. Like Sounds like the Red Sox really want to keep Bogarts if they can. Yeah. yeah. So if Same that's the Devers. case, I don't want him out of the mix. I I want as many of those shortstops on the market as possible so their price comes down so teams have options, right? Or, or on the other hand, just so that not everyone is going at every single or the yeah. one once one single shortstop. Like there's That's right. Okay, if you're not getting Yeah, you have backup not, plans. You don't get Correa, okay, but Trey Turner's still there. Oh, uh, you know, Xander Bogart is still there. Dan's B. Swanson, Swanson might still if he be doesn't here. sign this extension, right. like he oh, he may be there too. Like you don't want it to be like all or nothing on Trey Turner or all or nothing on Carlos Correa because that drives the price up. Right. That there's a bidding war and that that hurts. So what did you think of the trade? I saw you post in Slack for us the other day. Somebody somebody sent you this trade yeah, idea. Someone, someone tweeted at me. Uh, what was it? It was uh, it was Ian Happ and Nick Madrigal for Ahmed Rosario yeah. of the Guardians. And then it was basically well, then you would also sign one of the top. Let's say it's Correa, whoever. Yeah, yeah. That you would get Correa. And you would move Nico to second, and you would have uh, Rosario at third, Correa at mm-hmm. short, Nico, and he was like a super athletic infield. I understand that, but he did only hit like 11 home runs, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'm runs. ready to give up Happ and Madrigal for a guy, an, an 11 home run third baseman. Like, where's your you, power going to come from? Like, you can't have an infield. Yeah. You can't have an infield made of guys that hit 11 home runs. Yeah, I mean, his. Uh, you know, even this year, 103 WRC plus. Last year was 99, so he's like right around league average yeah. as a hitter. Um, I you know, ISO, you know, isolated power isn't too high, so yeah, like you said, not a huge, not a lot of pop in the bat. You're giving up a lot. Um, yeah, You're giving up a lot. If, if you told me, if you told me it was Madrigal and somebody else, yeah, like maybe. Yeah, I mean, he had maybe you you need at the moment you need Hap to play left field for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has a that, solid or if glove. you're sitting Hap, then I'm I'm asking for another player back with Rosario. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know who off the top of my head, but yeah. like, it's it's it feels like too much. It oh, feels yeah. like too much because I Absolutely. think he's a free agent next season. So he, him and Hap are basically on the same deal. Um, and then you you know he gave up Craig Kimbrell to get Nick Madrigal partially to get Nick Madrigal. Like it's mm. I don't see. Would you give up? Is, I wouldn't. I, I just wouldn't give up. I wouldn't give up Hap for Rosario yeah, straight alone. up. That's what I, I was like thinking the same. I'm like, I don't. I don't know if that's even something that he's, he's going to be 27 next year. Alone. So I get like, there's youth there. There's there's an oh, idea of maybe you know maybe entering his prime years, as they say, like he gets better. But I mean, the last two years he's been a 2.3, 2.4 F4, uh, the most average offensive hitter, like. WRC plus yeah, at 99 and 103 this year. It's, like, there isn't anything that's like, ooh. You, you like wouldn't be not, getting him for the bat. Like, that. that's what it feels like. You wouldn't, it would be more for defensive purposes, and I don't know if that's which, what the Cubs I want. would like to have a great defensive infield, but remember, at least with Wisdom, you got 
home runs. Like, yeah, you should this team have. Doesn't have enough power. Is one of the biggest things they need. He's not to even add. like getting that on base at like yeah. a high. Like wisdom, like he's a three twelve on base percentage. Wisdom, you feel like oh, it should be home runs and good defense. And this, like we talked about when we graded him, like this season defensively wasn't yeah. wasn't great for him. But he was he was had a good defensive season in twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no reason to believe he can't be a better defender, at you know, especially at third base. Like he has a great arm, we know that. Yeah. Um, it was it, it was it felt like it was always weird plays that he was always making in 2021 yeah. that he wasn't in 2022. So I'm like, I don't know if I feel like it's just the season, like it, you know. But I, I, the consistency it, of his playing yeah, time too, like yeah. he was a little bit all over the place. Yeah. But going back to it, it's like I feel like wisdom you can count you can count on for. You know, at least at least average defense, which I guess depending where he plays, might be a little more valuable or a little less valuable. But good, I feel like you get, you can get good defense and then you know twenty five home runs out of Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, I, I just it doesn't feel like a trade that that would move the needle in any way, no. especially I, considering not, on the same kind. And of I'm not saying it's an overpay financially. I'm saying it's an overpay. For what you're giving up. For what you're giving like, up. Not the, even if with just one year left of yeah. yeah, I'd and, and I, I think Jack said, why would the Guardians trade Rosario? Well, wouldn't wouldn't Guardians fans be saying, why would the Cubs trade Hap? Right. He's all all star. You're gonna give me an all star left fielder mm-hmm. who's in on the gold glove conversation, and you're gonna give me a guy who everybody tells me is gonna be this double, double, triple, double, triple, double, triple, like an upside young guy. I I don't know. I, that, yeah, it's it, not a deal I would. Well, make. yeah. When I'm looking at it, like the hap for Rosario, just straight up, it doesn't feel like something I would do. I mean, I guess like you know, look into it a little more and like, is there something there that makes it make sense? But then also throwing in Nick Madrigal on there oh, does that's it. your guy. Yeah. I knew that was going to well, put you I, out I, on the deal. I, I, even I would trade Madrigal for him. There yeah, you go. I'm, I'm saying like look <laughs> Madrigal for Rosario. <laughs> yeah, now, I would do now that. we have a conversation. I think that's yeah, actually kind of fair because you have McKinstry. Yeah, sure. If you want him. <laughs> I mean, they're I, kind of the same guy. If we're talking uh, Rosario for for Magical, it's a little bit more fair, for sure. I, I, I would agree with that. I would agree yeah. with that. But I'm saying is is the Hap, on the Hap side, like if Hap has to be included in that, one one for one doesn't feel yeah. right. And then even throwing Magical on there just feels like, again, like an overpay. Yeah. And the, the Guardians already have their own version of Magical and Stephen Kwan. So, like, I don't – it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't – whoever sent you that tweet – uh, Ryan, uh, shout you know, out to Cody you. doesn't like it. I don't it like was, your uh, idea, though. Think of one better. Hey, but <laughs> I, it gave, you know, it, it's, listen, this offseason is going to be full of We're just, just spitballing. ridiculous spitball scenarios. It was uh, at down SR, thir- down senior, maybe 30. Um, yeah, I appreciate, appreciate the se- sending the trade offer. I just, I don't agree. We, have, I don't, we just don't have denied the trade. I would, I would agree. Uh, you want to send us more trade ideas, you should sign up. Uh, subscribe to CH, uh, all CHGO, and uh, you can be in our Discord, and you can send oh, yeah. them all in there. All CHGO. Or you can com. just tweet them at us, too. But, I mean, it'd be cool if you also supported us while also sending us wild-ass trade ideas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh, on the YouTube, please, pound the like button. Yeah. Definitely. Hammer the like button. Hammer it. Uh, Green Ridge Farm, a Chicago local meat and cheese company, offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. The all-natural meat sticks are hard-smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick, making a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them, you don't know what you're missing. 
delicious because they're made from recipes generations in the making and being all natural they deliver a fresh flavorful alternative at snack time you can always find find them in the refrigerated section at costco sam's club or your local chicagoland grocery store right now when you order three meat products at greenridgefarm.com and include a pack of those meat sticks in your cart those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code (laughs) chgo at checkout Cody's tried the meat sticks. Ryan's tried the meat yep. sticks. I've tried the meat sticks. Fantastic, delicious. They're very good. You heat them up in the microwave. And cut like cut them in half because they're kind of long, but like cut them in half or something. Put them in the microwave. Great, great snack. Uh, you know, we used, what, to have, we used to have them in here with the hot dog buns. You just you oh, feel yeah. like kind of something well, you know similar. What else to we're gonna dog? have they're, we're gonna have them again. At, we got the tailgate the coming tail, up yeah, against the Dolphins. Yeah, we've the got weeks. you can November buy six. three November upcoming six. tailgates. Uh, for football, we're at Michigan and Roosevelt mm-hmm. is the area we've got for the tailgate. There's food and booze and drinks, all of it included with the ticket. It's a totally reasonable price. Beyond that, it's a, it's a great deal. And you get to hang out with us? Green Ridge Farm will be served there. We'll be doing grilling, everything. Uh, and so you can buy those tickets right now, chgo.com. Yeah. can meet also, the really nice parking guy, too. <laughs> really nice parking. Yeah. yeah. And and while you're at the tailgate, yeah. that's where you take your game time app and wait to get your tickets. Yeah. You can 100%. You know, I love that you brought up game time, Luke. You know why? Because I use game time today to buy tickets to Illinois Northwestern Boom. at the end of November. Mm. Like, I got them today because the tickets were so cheap. You know why? Because game time's the best. Yeah. Like, I didn't even have to wait. I got them for $30. Illinois Northwestern. Illinois Northwestern football like, like Chicago's Big Ten team. Yeah. Go Cats. At Ryan Go Field, Cats. that high school stadium that they basically play in. <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait to go and uh, wear all my orange and blue uh, at Ryan Field in Evanston at the end of November. Uh, and it's all thanks to Game Time. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, perhaps? It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the on the seats that you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls, Blackhawks, Bears, like we said, mm-hmm. Northwestern, if you want to go watch their shitty football team like I am because my favorite college team is going to be there that day. Uh, created by the fans for the fans guarantees the, li- the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Guys, game time's the best. Yeah. I, I don't want to set off an alarm here, but do you guys smell brownies? Do you smell like chocolate cake or brownies? I think Mario's got something going over there. What on earth? Mario's cooking. Wow, this show just kicked it up a notch. Ooh, there we go. It smells like good. fresh baked brownies in this studio. Mm. Could use one. Right I feel now. it considering oh, like it's real gloomy outside here in Chicago today because oh. all it is doing is raining. Brownie so like, with some ice cream on top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sit down on your couch, watch all the CHGO shows. Like, mm. sounds perfect. Who needs an ice cream social when you have a brownie social? <laughs> That might be the next step. That's winter stuff. Uh, for you, hey, maybe. <laughs> so I don't want to spend a ton of time in this. I saw Jim Bowden saying he believes Rizzo will opt out. We kind of touched on it a little bit yesterday. <laughs> um, all right. So 
which makes a lot of sense. Because we've talked about reasons. Cody Bellinger, we've talked about Abreu. Yep. What about a reunion with Anthony Rizzo? We, I love how you both just. Look I at just me. don't. I just don't believe it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe I he was soured it, on the process. Yeah. And so I think he's moved on, and he'd rather. Well, I'll say this, you know, him staying in New York makes a lot of sense because I think that ballpark fits well for him. Agreed. Uh, you know, the dip, batting average dipped for him this year. Um, it's, well, it's, I guess it's similar to last, uh, 2021's numbers as far as batting average. But home runs went back up his first 30 home run season, uh, you know, at least in a few years, right? At least I want to say three or four years. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want me to – talk you into him perhaps yeah. coming back to the talk Cubs. Talk me into it. Talk Let's me into it. it. Let's Let's it. it. Talk me into a, it's not Abreu, it's not Bellinger. <laughs> it's Rizzo back at Wrigley. This is, here's the way I think of it. If it were to actually happen, all right, still plays gold glove defense, right? Yeah. Still can do that. I think he'd be a great veteran presence for a guy like Matt Mervis to help groom him into that, into that role. Also, you know. Left-handed we, bat. Left-handed bat. And he has the power. I do think that the, the home run total might dip back down to what we saw with in his later years with the Cubs, just because of you just never know at Wrigley that wind really is something, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think you get similar numbers, but a lower batting average, but still able to get on base at a decent clip because he does still walk and he still gives you great at bats and he gives you Gold Glove defense. Like there's there's absolutely no reason why the Cubs shouldn't entertain it. Um, it sucks that they I'm not going down that I'm not going down that path. It sucks that they were in this position because of it but like i'm just saying like money talks man money talks the cubs have the money to do it abreu makes a little bit more sense because he's right-handed and mervis is left-handed so like if you're gonna platoon like uh-huh. you you could play abreu on days they play lefties you know what i mean but again rizzo brings the defense i mean i don't like using however many gold gloves you got as a reason that he's good defensively, but we all seen it with our, with our own eyes. Like the guy is an elite defensive first baseman. And again, still hitting like it, it makes some sense, but yeah, I, I mean, it would make everyone here a lot happier. I'm just saying, well, we're, we're going to let you dream it. <laughs> even though we told you not to, like if yeah, they we're, couldn't we're, agree on a multi-year deal before, I just don't know why they would be able to agree on a multi-year deal one year later. And, and, That's fair. and That's fair. I, you, I feel like you get the feeling that he wants more than the, the two years that he got with the Yankees. Like, you probably he opt probably out. He wants, wants at two, least like three, three or yeah. Which means, I mean, we, uh, I, I also Garrett, think the Garrett, Cubs are in a better position now, though, and that's well, like what I'm a saying lot of is that Garrett. Got prospects for him. Garrett just talked about you know not blocking prospects. So like to give Rizzo a deal, he's what 33 right now. To give him a deal going into like 36 years old, even maybe mm-hmm. depending what he wants, could could get up to 37. I don't know, but. And you're just, that that is when you get to the point of like blocking prospects that you want to see come up. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not saying too. that Rizzo mm-hmm. wouldn't be good here again. It just it, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of you're sense, and I just don't see it. If you saw if you did if they did manage to do that, you definitely are playing Rizzo opening day at first base. And if Matt Mervis is playing anywhere for the Cubs, it's DH. Like that 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 and that's basically it. Like he yeah. he would he would never like Mervis would never play at first base. Except on days you want to give Rizzo a day off because of his which, back, which which actually which made you more, make, which would make sense. But again, two lefty bats, it really, especially at that position, doesn't really make a lot of sense. But again, they also need more lefty bats, so I, I don't know. But like again, like Garrett saying that doesn't make any sense. It it makes sense in terms of what Rizzo brings, 
And again, you we don't know what Matt Mervis is going to be. Matt Mervis should not be a reason why you don't go get your get yourself a, a proven veteran who is good on defense and still hitting. Like they're still he, hits for power. Like yeah. again, I'll say they do need power, especially right. with Contreras going. Like take but, away his homers. I will also say at this point in Rizzo's career, are you paying him for what he was or what he can still be? Well, we know depend he's a, on what his market we, is. We we right? know he's a guy that has struggled with, with back stuff the last however many years, three years at least. Like yes. right? and we know Even that and, and and maybe moving to New York. I mean he was still good with the Cubs, but maybe moving to New York and playing there. I, I know like the short porch thing is I, I, like looking at it, it's like, oh, he would have hit him as like one less home run at Wrigley versus like New, Yankee Stadium kind of thing. Um, maybe that was a that was good for him as far of a, as far as the change of scenery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like it's a guy who's entering. He's he's out of his prime. His back issues have come up multiple times in the last few years. It, it, yeah, it depends on his market. But at this point, it's like, what are you taking? I don't know. Like, so rank what are you Abra- the Abreu, Bellinger, Rizzo, and you have to factor in the types of deals you have to give each guy. Where would you rank your priority? Well, I think you definitely would have to pay Rizzo more than those other two guys. I, I agree. That's yeah. why I would say maybe why, the answer is Abreu, Abreu Bellinger, good. Rizzo. Abreu's been very good, but he's also a little bit older. Uh, Bellinger's then, by far the youngest. Yeah, Bellinger's by far the youngest, and it's a different situation. But, like, when you look – if you're asking me who would I rather the Cubs get, Rizzo or Abreu, I mean – that's so hard to decide. Like, I guess. No, you would want Rizzo. Like, well, yeah, in as your, far in your as heart like, of hearts, hearts, you'd be like, I'm trying to put emotions to the side here, folks. I'm trying to put emotions to the side here. You know, well, also just look at the postseason he just had. He was great. Yeah, he had a great yeah. postseason. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, he he won me who you got postseason, which it only matters. Yeah. Like, uh, nothing matters in the regular season. It's all about what you do when it matters in the playoffs, right? I knew that so, line was coming this week saying. at some point. I, uh, I don't know if we even declared you the winner, but we did. Right. I digress. Garrett also says, "Would we really want to risk uh, a qualifying offer for Rizzo? Is he is he talk is he talking about like the draft pick compensation? Yeah, it would, but yeah. Th- that I think the Yankees would offer if he were to leave would offer the well yeah. they would offer the qualifying offer and then yeah whoever. Right. So you, the Cubs would have to give up a draft pick. Blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. Again, Abreu from a baseball sense may, makes more sense because you already got Mervis, who seems like could be a guy." He's left-handed. Abreu's right-handed. He's a little bit older, but he's still hitting. Like, you'd love to have a platoon situation there. If you sign Rizzo, Rizzo would be blocking Matt Mervis, for, at least from playing first base. The Cubs were like, we just want to see this guy hit do or be a DH, then, then, then fine. I, but I, I, I think having right hand a right-handed and a left-handed guy who can play first base is, mm-hmm. I think, there's more value there. So yeah, no, just, it, it just, but again, yeah, I would love to have Rizzo back. It would honestly probably repair some, some wounds from this fan base, but like, I don't want the Cubs operating on trying to make the fan base happy because of emotions as, as much, much as I would love him back. As much as I would like Rizzo back on the Cubs someday, even more, I would like a warm platter of brownies in here right now, which I'm yeah. that smell. I don't know where it's coming from. Who's making brownies in this building? It is killing me. Is it Mario? Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get to our report cards. We have the great Jan Gomes on the report card for our position player today. We've been going through the Cubs roster, player by player, one pitcher, one position player. Today we're going with Jan Gomes, the catcher of the future, I guess. I, I don't know what to say. Like, Wait, it looks what? like he's going to be the, the 
the main guy next year. What did you nickname him one time? You picked him for who you got, I think. Go me, my homie. Go me, my homie. There you go. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. He was, he was great in the role that he was this year, right? Like, yeah. if I'm comparing, the thing is with the report cards, I'll just say before I even sh- start this segment, it's like I graded him versus other catchers, not just for what he was on this role. For his role, he was worth every penny this year. For his was, role on yeah. this team. He lived up to the contract. He, he lived up to the deal. Yeah. Now, him compared to Wilson Contreras or compared to Yadi Molina, Cody's favorite player, then then the grades are slightly different. Yeah. Well, he did play better than Yadi Molina yeah. this year, so right. whatever. Naked guy's not wearing brown. I don't, he's not making brownies. I don't think we're going to see him all winter. <laughs> yeah, all right, Cody, you hit, hit Gomes right. with your report card first. All right, What's so the grade I go offense, C-minus, uh, Defense A minus and then a B minus overall. Um, it's weird. Like I felt weird giving Gomes a C minus for offense, but when you look at the numbers on Fangraphs, it's like, was it really that bad? Like, I there were so there were actually moments where I felt like he got big hits in certain situations. Um, so I kind of feel bad with it. Um, but the it, the defense was great, right? Like he was a great defensive backup catcher, uh, and the pitchers loved him. Um, I think like that plays a big role into how the Cubs are going to operate on whether they're going to whether Contreras is back next year or they get another catcher that's similar probably to him. I think. Um, so I I thought it's kind of like what what Luke said about him overall how he performed. I think he lived up to the the contract that he got the two year deal that he's on. He was honestly, in a way, he was better than what I expected, but I didn't really have any expectations to begin with because I didn't really know too much about the guy except that he was on the 2019 Washington Nationals. Um, but I I think the big thing for me is, like, the, the defense and his ability to work well with the Cubs pitching staff is huge. It really yeah. is huge. Um, if I'm going to be told that Yadi Molina is going to the Hall of Fame because of his defense and his ability to work with pitchers and stuff like that, and that's the reason why he's going to the Hall of Fame, then seeing what Jan Gomes has done with the Cubs pitchers has significant value. So, and and that's the the Cubs pitching staff. Like we've talked about it all year. Like it's it is uh, growing and it's only getting better. Um, I, I I mean we've seen the numbers of yeah. you know. Cubs pitchers ERA when Gomes was their catcher compared to when Contreras was. And I mean, it, it it's, I don't want to say it was an alarming thing, but it was definitely significantly different. So um, yeah, I like the way I like the defense the most, obviously. And I think that he was a very solid player for the Cubs in his role. Fair. Yeah, fair, fair B minus. Ryan, where'd you go on Jan Gomes? Yeah, I was probably a little less bullish on his offense uh, than, than, Cody was. I don't know. I definitely was. Um, I don't know. I when I think of Gomes on offense, all I could think about was like. And I'll, I'll give you that he like, had a, he had there was a few had, times, but he, he had, had that one. Moments. He had that the one. Gomes the game. Ha- the Gomes game, game when we were game? sitting here watching the game, going through it, and then he hit like two or three home runs against the Phillies. Like I get, I get it. <laughs> he had some moments. Man. He had some <laughs> moments, and and that's that's fair, and and maybe this is a little unfair because he was never coming in. You were expecting to be this like really good. Defense or offensive catcher, right? Um, but just looking at the overall sample of his season, I mean, a seventy-three WRC plus is right there with like I mean, that's twenty-seven percent below league average, and that's right there down there with like the worst seasons of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and and that's not the only one. There's a lot of numbers that I don't think it was the worst season of his career offensively, but there were a lot of numbers that were very, very low that he put up this season. Um, and again, you're not relying on, on him for your bat, which is why I still was only as still at a C plus, right? Like it's, he, he was a lot better defensively. Again, I think I had an A minus on there. It could have been an A. It's probably right around the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Um, as Cody said, it was like he came in. He was a backup catcher. He was supposed to be the guy that you know was able to get, let Wilson Contreras get off his feet every once in a while, um, and he did that to perfection. And he, you know, the the pitching staff loved working with him. He brought a great veteran presence in there, especially with a lot of the younger pitchers that were coming up, or coming up, or were you know still trying to get their feet wet in the big leagues. Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, Hayden Wesneski later in the year. Hayden Wesneski loved Deion Gomes. Like he thought the way he yeah. talked about him, loved him. Uh, but you got those guys, even the, the the younger guys in the bullpen that, you know, Brandon Hughes, Michael Rucker, who we probably will get to in a sec, like those guys all raved about him, and for good reason. Like he's a very, you know, he's a veteran, 35 years old, something like that, veteran presence behind the plate that knows how to work with championship caliber pitching staffs. And there's a reason why the Cubs brought him in to be that. Um, so his defense, yeah, I think I gave him an A-, minus and, and it was – Solely based on on those kind of factors, um, like but like I said, the D and the offense. I just he had his moments, but overall, just didn't feel like a great offensive year to me. So overall, C plus, which I think again for what Jan Gomes was brought in to do, I think earning a C plus is like is, is, you couldn't really have asked for much more. Like overall, C plus. Like again, you weren't weren't asking him to be a, a great hitter. You're asking him to be a great backup catcher, and that's what he was. So I yeah. think right that that there averages it out based on how he did this season. So Cody went overall B minus. Yeah. Ryan goes C plus. Here's my report card. And I, I do wonder, you know, I, I saw Kalata saying he's just a backup, and I understand that that was his role this year. If they move forward and he is the everyday guy, right? Kalata says Kalata. he's Henry Blanco. Yeah, don't, don't Henry, hate on Henry yeah, Blanco. Don't hate on Henry Blanco, Kalata. <laughs> I, I'm on the Cubs overall B-minus train, too, because I thought the defense was an A-minus. Again, I've n- I don't remember the last time I heard Kyle Hendricks openly just rave about a catcher the way he did the first time that Jan Gomes caught him and they had a really good connection. Um, and clearly... Young pitchers developed this season, and he caught a lot of games. So I don't know how much credit I give him for that, but I I, I have to give him some. So I'll, I'll yeah. go A minus on that. The defense was good. The offense, that's where he's definitely just a backup. And I do kind of wonder. I was watching the Astros, and you're just like, well, if the, if the Cubs were just going to go all defensively, right, on their catcher, why didn't they just hang on to Maldonado? <laughs> right. Or like what? Why didn't you go super cheap and just hang on to him? Like if that was, if that's the route you're going to go, where catcher's just a guy that calls a good game, and we don't care if you hit a buck fifty. Was that, that was like was that 20, nineteen, twenty eighteen, or twenty nineteen. Well, why not just hang on to him? I don't think they they thought that way four years ago, especially yeah. when Wilson had it's just. Been come off. ready to admit that the full yeah. rebuild was coming, especially because yeah. Wilson had just come off with his second All Star season at that point, like. Yeah. And he was, was improving re- defensively. There was a lot of good reason know. to not hang on to him. I mean, also in 2019, they, tra- needed, they needed more offense. They traded him for Tony Kemp, right? Yep. Yes, I believe like so. Yeah, Tony Kemp. Yep. So, and anyways. 13 I, at-bats with the Cubs, no hits. <laughs> I, I like the job that he did this season. It's easily a passing grade. That's why I gave him a B-minus. 
Is he a top-tier catcher? No, that's why I couldn't give him an A or even just a B because if I'm comparing him to the rest of the league, I am concerned that he's not going to be a B-minus next season in a new role. Yeah. Like, if, if he has to take this role on a more full-time fashion next year and then somebody else is sliding in, it, it, maybe it's Higgins as the backup guy. I don't know. But if he's the main guy going into the season – and he gives you the same season he just did, then it's not necessarily a B minus for me. I would think it's probably more like a C minus. Oh yeah. yeah. He, right? He's if his role's yeah. different, he's then a, if he goes into next year as your starting catcher, we got an issue here. We definitely have a problem. I don't know if it's a problem. I'm just saying I don't ex- I won't think as highly of of for him. Sure. Like well, that's if that's too. what you're gonna do and Jan Gomes is your starter and you're hoping Amaya finally gets healthy and Higgins can fill in or whatever they're gonna do with catcher then you need to make some significant improvements because you'd be making a huge downgrade in the offensive side of the catching game where you actually got some home runs in production this year. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I just think he played well in his role. And Agreed. Like, Agreed. Yeah. That's all you can ask for a guy like, uh, like him at his age and his position. Like, yeah. Th- well, those are winning type players. Again, he, he did exactly what the Cubs brought him in to do. Right. That, that's and that was all they asked him to do, and he he did it well. Yeah. And that that and he's a savvy vet. Like he'll probably like that's what I'm saying. Like if he's going in, you're going in with him as your full time catcher next year. You're gonna have a big problem. He won't. I don't think he would last. Uh, in 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 terms of you have of to have like, another backup plan. Right. right? You'd have to have another guy. Like uh, that's that's why so many people want Contreras back. But like and like I'm I'm there. I I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, but also like you gotta. If it's not him, you you got to get someone else who's probably clearly going to be significantly cheaper. But if he has, if he's the same thing as as a young Gomes type, like I'm okay with that too, as long as you're still upgrading the roster at other positions. Right, you know right, I mean? right. So, uh, hey, Foco, Chicago, you ready to have your best coverage for your favorite team? So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room. North, south side, hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, FOCO. If you're looking for that perfect gift for the football fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight the Lake Michigan breeze. I bet you they have some Justin Fields jerseys ready to go today, too. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use that promo code CHGO. And you will get 10% off. Uh, Chi Town Cornhole, another popular one. Uh, you know, that will be at the tailgate as well, coming up against the Dolphins and then the next one against the Lions. And what's the, the one at the Packers, right? Those Packers, are the three yeah. upcoming yeah. tailgates we have. Chi Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Our signature box style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Our cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, recessed in the back, LEDs that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy carrying, and handcrafted scorekeepers. Veteran-owned and operated. They ship anywhere and offer local pickups as well, specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, gifts for all occasions, especially tailgaters and Backyard barbecues, holiday season coming up. Get ready. Check out their website, ShyTownCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Shytown Custom Cornhole Boards. 
They sent us some that are very cool. We Again, we'll have them at the uh, tailgates coming up. Cody's got some at home, don't you? Uh. No, I don't have a. I don't, oh, you don't have them I yet. I don't. I do not have a. Well, I know what to get you for the holiday <laughs> season. I don't have any room for a bag set at my house or cornhole. Or cornhole set. I got room. room. You got room. You buy in? <laughs> we'll see. I'm just kidding. Uh, Maybe you ever just you know just. You get me a set. I'll leave it here at the office. I guess. I when I win that spring day, you just go outside and on the sidewalk and just put them out there. Yeah, yeah. I guess I could put them outside my apartment because the neighborhood I'm in is very safe and like I don't have to worry about shit being taken. Well, that's good. Yeah. We we won't we won't tell the world where you live, just like you told Corey. I told everyone <laughs> right, yeah, where Corey gave, lives. Gave, gave away his address and a photo. I didn't and, give uh, away his address. And then he was like, he said, "Don't you live on the corner of this and this?" Yeah, yeah. and here's the Google image of his locks and what he has on his door. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, not here, my here, fondest a, moment. He gets his okay. keys made. Yes. At, <laughs> here's uh, a copy of his keys. Not my. As a matter of fact, here's the key ring. What's his mother's maiden name? And what street did he grow up living on? Uh, oh, my God. Okay. I, I apologize once again. I hope no one has showed up at Corey's house. Uh, yeah, right? So we have another report card to give out, and Collada says that my grades are, if you look at that, well, we have a World Series team. Well, Michael, we'll see what I have to say about uh, Michael Rucker Yeah. as the grades continue here on the CHGO Cubs podcast. All right. Uh, I'll go first. I All right. Guess, right. Yeah, you go um, first again. So results, I'm going D, uh, adjust slash stuff. Uh, I got I went C plus because he did get better as the year goes on or okay. went on, uh, believe it or not, um, and overall D plus. Um, so just to you know, as far as stuff and adjustments, just like I did with lighter, I his numbers in the first half or before the trade deadline were not great before the trade deadline. Uh, Rucker had a 5.25 ERA, 3.74 FIP, um, and that's in 24 innings. Um, he actually had more innings after the trade deadline, 30, 30 point, or 30 and, uh, and, and two-thirds. Two yep. 30 and two-thirds innings after the trade deadline, 2.93 ERA. The FIPS is a, is a bit higher at 4.71, um, 7.63 strikeouts per nine. Um, again, I... I think that he potentially could be a guy for the bullpen next year, potentially, depending on how the Cubs revamp that bullpen. He was he was better in the last two months. I'll give him mm-hmm. credit there. There's still, like, some PTSD that he's given me. I mean, I was at the Caleb Killian uh, Major League debut, and it was a fun game to go to against the Cardinals. And they went to extra innings, and they brought in Michael Rucker, and he just really had a terrible outing. Gave up like three or four runs in the tenth inning, and it was it was disgusting. It was awful. Um, but he, he he again he got better as the season went on. He is homegrown. He is a guy that they that they developed themselves. Um, he's never going to be a high end, high leverage guy. I think he. His best role is definitely a multi-inning middle reliever. With you, if you're if you're if you you know if you're down three four runs or if you're hell if you're up four five runs, he's not a bad guy to bring in to potentially eat some innings if you don't want to gas out all your high leverage mm-hmm. arms. But that's about it. He's never going to be a guy that 
we all are like, yes, that guy's coming in. He is going to shut it down. That said, he did have some appearances where he actually did open my eyes a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's just never going to move the needle for the Cubs bullpen. But thankfully for the Cubs, they have plenty of other guys who are doing that. I think he's a solid guy to have in the pen for certain situations. But, man, like, I, 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 I can't take – seeing him in high leverage spots anymore. I, that's where I'm at with it. That's why results are D because they like, especially uh, during in the first half of the year where they would bring him in after a starter couldn't get it done. He'd come in and make it worse. Um, I'll give him credit again in the second half there. He pitched in a lot more high leverage situations because they traded all those relievers and he opened my eyes a little bit, but we haven't seen him for a full year. It's not like he's established himself as a guy, right? Like, yeah. So, like, that's why D-plus overall, it could have been worse. He salvaged a little bit of the year, and whether you want to take those last two months of the year as as nothing because the, the Cubs weren't in it, fine. But, like, I I can't sit here and say he was awful for the entire year like I have some guys whenever he did get better by the end of the year. Yeah. I'll go through it pretty quickly because it's it's very similar to Cody, my uh, report card for him. I went D-plus on the results, C-minus on the adjustments and the stuff, and then a D-plus overall. Probably could have been you know right there between D-plus and C-minus. Um, actually, me and Collada are very, very similar. I don't know what that's kind of surprising. I don't know what that says about me. C-minus, D-plus. Um, wow. Results-wise, Cody, you talked about it just you know, overall season-wise. Was a three nine five ERA, but it was a four two eight uh, FIP. Didn't you know? No wins above replacement for Fangraphs. At least it was. I, I think. I think uh, Baseball Reference had that like half a winner winner above replacement. Um, I mean, it was yeah, it wasn't great. And then especially considering you know the way that bullpen was made up earlier in the season, he wasn't the high leverage guy. Like, he wasn't pitching in a lot of high leverage a lot high leverage roles. And I think you know remembering. Uh, what his first half looked like, you know, Ross was still kind of going, going, throwing him out there and trying to get multi-inning kind of work, seeing if he could be a guy that could do that. Um, but he, you know, he wasn't great in the first half. I think it was like a, a, a what was it? It was over five on the ERA, yeah. five two five ERA before the trade um, deadline or going into August. 1st. Yeah, could be. He, but he ended up what three nine five, three nine five overall. Yeah. So, but yeah, but he, I mean, he got optioned multiple times this season. Before that, clearly he wasn't pitching like that well. If you're getting, if you're pitching that well, you're not getting optioned, right? Right. Uh, this is all pre-trade trade deadline, and he got optioned at the beginning of July, you know, July 10th, and didn't come back up for three weeks until all the trades would happen, right? Yep. Um. So then, but after that, he pitched well. He had a two nine three ERA. Uh, I I think the the strikeouts might have gone down a little bit, and the walks might have gone up. So again, it wasn't like he had all these great adjustments and had his spectacular second half. Um, but he pitched better, and he pitched in, in a few more high-leverage innings. I mean, he pitched a lot more in the 7th and the 8th. He had a couple times where he pitched in the ninth with small leads. Like, uh, there was one game against the Cardinals I was looking at that he ended up getting, he ended up getting a win. Yeah, August 23rd against the Cardinals. Uh, he, and he pitched from the 5th and the 6th, but he ended up with the win. Um, in the game before that, pitched in the ninth. I mean, he, he, he had some opportunities in high leverage, and, I'm not again, I'm not going to say he had – the best uh, success in that, but he had the way the way his season went in the second half versus the first half was 
it, it wasn't night and day, but it, it felt a lot better. And it felt more like, okay, like like you said, like this could be a guy that if they revamp the bullpen next year, they're trying to compete. Well, you also do need the guys that can just go out there and give you two innings, three innings, even if it is in mop-up duty. And I think he can do that. Yeah. I think he did that well. I think he has a little bit higher on. upside than lighter. I'll give him that much. Yeah, and and uh, he's younger. Yeah, and so. that's why they're sim. They're very similar. Yeah, he's they're 20, very similar. Yeah. But I again, I I think the the ceiling is a little bit higher for him, uh, based off the stuff. He throws ninety four, ninety four to ninety five on the fastball average. So like, he has a good fastball. And they, he, I looked at like a stat cast, and a few, a couple of his pitches had, you know, just barely but negative run value. So they were above average, kind of in the league. Um, the fastball again, like I said, 94 miles an hour, but it, I mean, again, it was a lot, it felt a lot average when you look at like the stat cast stats, like a lot of it was average. Um, but just like D plus C minus ish area. I don't compare considering where he started. I think that is a fair grade and, yeah. and you're right around there as well. Well, a lot of people going D plus. I see Frank's going D plus Colada's going D plus Cody's going D plus you're going D plus. What are you guys trying to build a World Series team? I looked at it and I went, okay, yeah, I'll go that way. Fine, I'll go positive. I First I was saying all Ds, then I should I go C-minuses. I, I had started with straight Ds down the list. You and, did, and yeah. my straight Ds were going, and then I didn't want to be too negative. Uh, I didn't want to be called Colada. And <laughs> now, now I've gone maybe too positive. My first reaction was going to be straight Ds. He's just a dude. I don't know. I don't care. Like, he's just a guy, right? Like, this is not some major piece of the future. I don't believe in any way, shape, or form. He's just a guy. He's some depth. He did get better. So Cody said, yeah, he did get better. And I was like, oh, okay. And I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be the Uncle Buzz kill again. So I went C minuses this time. But do I, do I really be believe it's D's? Yes, probably. Cool. I said, knew you would be higher. Yeah. Clitic, it wasn't. I actually had it in. I, I changed it right before the show. I was in. I submitted all Ds, and then I said, you know what? Change it to C minus. I don't want to be. It's. He's the it's, same it's, guy as lighter. Always. He's a it's, little bit it's, younger. It's in between yeah. that. It really is. It, yeah. Because again, like, <laughs> Luke, Luke, Luke grades on a curve. That's right. No, it uh, rounds it up. It's mm-hmm. a, it's just again, and the results over again overall. Could be at a D depending how you look at it. It could be a little higher, like how we had a D plus, even low C minus. I think it's all in between that. But it 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 doesn't all come from the results. It comes from like the results were really bad early, and then he adjusted well. Stuff played a little bit better that way, and that, that's why I think that kind of averages it out to okay, like D plus C minus area range. So mm-hmm. I don't think Luke is too far off. No, and and not only that, not only do I grade on a curve, but I can be bribed as a teacher with my report card. I'm just telling you right now. Have we done Zach McKinstry yet? No, we have not. We'll do McKinstry tomorrow. If he's out there and he's listening to this podcast and he wants a better grade, send some of the brownies that I smell in the hallway. <laughs> or, or maybe a basket of fresh apples from Michigan. I don't care what it is. Fresh apples. I can be bought. You can. Yeah. Who do you want to do tomorrow? McKinstry, what pitcher have we done? Have we done Hughes? Can we, can we do a good pitcher? That have we way. done Hughes yet? Have we done Hughes? We have not done Hughes. We've done Miley, Smiley, Hendricks, mm-hmm. Stroman, right? No. Steele. We is haven't done Stroman yet? We haven't done Stroman. We have not done Stroman? Have we, we do done Stroman. Keegan? Let's do Stroman. Let's do Stroman. All right, Stroman and McKinstry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stroman and McKinstry tomorrow. Let's do it. Stro Show, if you're out there, Come I like the show. brownies with and without chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. However, do not ever put peanuts in a brownie. Well, I'm, big I'm mistake. with you. Don't do that. Yeah. Big, big I mistake. I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, 
Geometry if you are teacher. quiet in class, I pass you. Hey, geometry. Sometimes it's <laughs> all it takes. As, I wish as, my geometry teacher thought of that. Yeah, I wish mine too, because I sucked at math. As oh, someone who's I worked in schools geometry. in the past, like yes. that helps. Just being just be being quiet. quiet and respectful. Yeah, that was it helps. part of my problem then. That helps. It explains some of it. Not a good student, and I talked a lot. We want to end on a positive note with the HAP video. You want to let's save that for tomorrow? No, you know what? Let's do it because we, we talked about that he was in on the trade deal. Real quick, let's show this. Posted on Twitter, Ian Happ had this video that he wanted to say he was thinking of Cubs fans, which I thought was kind of nice. You go. Hang on a second. We're having a technical difficulty. All right, oh. maybe we'll see it tomorrow. <laughs> maybe we'll start. We'll kick off the show with it. You know what? Let's save it for tomorrow. Okay. That works. Are we that's, a, that's what we call a tease. Yeah, a tease. Well, don't, don't we have a guest tomorrow? We're hoping so. We're hoping so. That's we're working on a guest. We're, we're teasing on a guest. We're teasing tomorrow. that we're, te- we're hoping we're going to have a guest <laughs> we're tomorrow. To hope to and have we're also we're hoping there's going to be brownies in the building. We're just teasing everything. And a little hap video and report McKinstry, Stroman. I always forget. Five minutes later. We could right. do uh, World Series predictions before the end of the week too. Yeah, I feel we I, could do that. We Thursday. can do it tomorrow or Thursday. We also need to pick our World Series. Who you got? Or who you got? World Series. Mm, oof. Okay. All right, let's do it. All right. All right. We got stuff to do. Uh, All right, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bear down. Bear down.